Spirit Radio Podcasts. Something that uh, has been on my mind recently, and I think more so since we had baby Matthew, I just, you just feel more of a responsibility to get certain things in order. And what I'm talking about is making a will. Um, and even with that impetus, myself and Carl have written them up and done all that sort of stuff, but still haven't actually finished the process. It can it can be kind of a strange thing to do, uh, a morbid thing to do. Uh, I don't even know if we've done it right. So I think this next interview is going to help me and many of you listening uh, to give us advice today on making a will with Clifford Sullivan, solicitor and partner in Law Plus Solicitors based in Bray in County Wicklow. Clifford, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Good morning, Wendy. Okay, let's start with the basics. What does a will? What is a will? What does it mean? And how do we start the process? Okay, Uh, a will is a legally binding statement of your wishes as to how you wish your estate to be dealt with upon your death. And so you have to make a will. It has to be in writing and it has to be properly witnessed and it has to comply with the Succession Act. And if it doesn't comply with any of those, it's not valid. You can write all you want, but it may not actually be valid. So okay, explain those three things then. Okay. Firstly, you have to have legal capacity. So uh, be of sound mind. Sound mind and 18 or over. Okay. Okay. Secondly, it shouldn't be done under duress or undue influence. It must be your own freely given decision. And yes, you're right as regards capacity. And sometimes... It's not only what is the case, but must be seen to be the case. So if you're of a, a certain age, shall we say, uh, you should get a doctor's search to show that you're absolutely fine. OK, and then in terms of just starting the process, where do you start? How do you, what do you think about well, How do you write it? What do you include? And what are the kind of practical things to think about? OK, the main thing that the, the will does is it decides where your property is to go upon your death. But it also includes, and you're talking about your own situation, it also includes uh, who's going to look after your minor kids, your kids under the age of 18. That's a huge thing. And it's probably the biggest thing for those who have kids under 18. And that's definitely something that we had thought about and put down what we've written so far. From a legal perspective, how so say for example you say okay if anything happens to myself and my husband I want my children to go to auntie and uncle whoever it is mm. how do you bring them into it from a legal perspective yeah well you should of course talk with them and make sure that they're happy to do it you need to be happy that it's a right decision and uh, that they uh, emotionally and uh, chemistry wise are the right people for the kids but also that they can actually look after them so if their own circumstances aren't great, it may not be the best decision. So you need to look at that very carefully. OK, so uh, other than kind of what will happen to our children if anything happens to us, um, your assets are one thing. What about if you're leaving kind of sums of money to charities or to people outside of your family? Does that make things more complicated? I think it's something everyone should consider. It's very good to make charitable donations in your wills. I think that's a super thing to do. You need to be careful that you don't infringe, though, the uh, duties that you have under the Succession Act. For example, if you're married and if you leave the entire of your estate to the cats and dogs home, then that is not valid because uh, it's depriving your spouse of their legal right share. And just maybe if I could explain about a, a legal right share. Under the Succession Act... If you make a will and if you have a spouse and no children, a spouse has a legal right share to one half of your estate. Uh, If you have a spouse and children, the spouse has a right to one third of the estate and the children can, as it were, 
have an entitlement to the balance, but that has to be dealt with. What do people need to think about before making a will? Because I've seen Clifford, sadly, mm. in some cases with families, even where a will has been made and uh, where you know it's been done in the right way, that still um, money sometimes can really tear families apart. Yes, I, I think it's good uh, and you need to know your family and the dynamics of it, but it's, in good, it's good to involve people in the conversation and uh, to express your views as to why you feel you should do things in a particular way. And for example, under Section 116 of the Succession Act, uh, a spouse has, sorry, a, a parent has a duty to have proper regard to the circumstances of each child. And so if one child is in a, an especially disadvantaged situation and others who are doing very well, thank you very much, then you might want to look at whether it's a straight split or whether you give something extra to look after the and that's disadvantaged where problems child. can arise sometimes. Well, it you? is. And that's where I would suggest to avoid relationships breaking down after death. It's good to have those conversations as a family. Yeah, to actually really talk about it. Mm. OK, so step one is you start writing down some of the things that we've talked about. Um, presumably you have to kind of sign and date it yourself. Then what else does it need to be valid after that? Okay, um, you need to have a, an executor or executors who are the office holders whose job it is to carry out the terms of your will. And who are the best people to pick as executors? What are the requirements to be an executor of somebody's will? Okay, I think if your spouse survives you and is of uh, you know sound mind, is able to do it, willing to do it, then pick your spouse. Um, if not, then go to someone who is family but who is also able to look after the business aspects of a, of administering an estate. And there's quite a lot involved, potentially. Yeah, there's a lot of work. What about um, getting your will witnessed? I know that they have mm. to be uh, It's in the presence of two witnesses. What classifies as a, a witness that will make your will binding? That's a great question. And, you know, there's some really good old court cases going back centuries about this. There was an old case where this lady was in her coach outside the window. Uh, of the solicitor's office and saw the uh, will being signed. But the question was, was she actually present? And it's held she was present. So you need to sign your will in the presence of two independent witnesses. Independent means they can't be getting a gift under the will. And so they must be of full age. Everyone must correctly sign their names. And uh, as I say, it must be done without duress, without any undue influence. Okay, so apart from that, it just basically is not someone who's benefiting. Uh, so you'll be giving the game away then if you're asking a friend <laughs> to be the witness. <laughs> but um, after that, how often should you look at updating your will? Like yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, we could do it now and it could be years before you even look at the thing again. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, a will speaks from death, as, as we know from uh, scripture. Um, and... What you should do is, as the circumstances change in your life, pull out the will and have a look at it and see, does this reflect now what I would want to happen? And so especially with kids, and then as kids grow up, but also siblings and, and circumstances change. And circumstances, exactly. So how do you modify a will then if it's drawn up? Do you have to keep going through the whole process again if you're making changes to it in terms of getting a witness and all that sort of stuff? You do, but if you go back to, let's say, the same solicitor who may have the soft copy of your existing will on file, 
if you're only tweaking a couple of details that's very easily done and does your will have to be to have to go through a solicitor in order for it to be valid or is it just <coughs> the other steps that you've mentioned yeah <coughs> you don't have to use a solicitor you can do it yourself but you need to be mindful of what the law is and just make sure it's valid well i suppose uh, probably for those who have a little bit more uh, the older they get it would benefit from having kind of legal advice on it in terms of just how complicated things can get and and all that sort of stuff i'm just thinking of one example i know um a friend who had a, a property in spain and just when the when a parent passes away because the law is so different over there it was just extraordinarily complicated uh, for for those who were benefiting from the property yeah just um, on that sorry if i could interject <coughs> really important if you're dealing with overseas property uh that you're making clear what property they will is to cover uh, different countries have different rules mm. and if you have a Spanish property you need a Spanish will made under Spanish law It's uh, a whole other thing to think about It though. is Yeah, and to think about there what makes it valid in that country Correct. and things like that Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's <laughs> uh, wants to put something like this on the long finger or even I think for some people Clifford it's kind of they don't like approaching <laughs> writing will because it's kind of morbid yeah. and to like I, I remember my dad when we were teenagers yeah. wanting to talk to us about this and he used to tell us where his will was and this is the key and this is where you go and I'd hate it because mm. it's not a nice thing to think about ultimately no. no it's not nice to think about but it's also not nice to think about what might happen if you didn't do it because if you don't make a will then the succession act kicks in itself and it decides What's going to happen to your property? For example, if you don't make a will, um, if you have a spouse and no kids, it fairly much follows what you'd probably want. That is, your spouse takes everything. But if you have a spouse plus children and you don't make a will, it can really be a problem because the spouse doesn't take everything. Uh, the spouse takes two thirds and the children take one third. So let's say, for example, the family home. And if it's in the name solely of the person who's died, the surviving spouse can't sell the house if he or she wanted to without the consent of the kids. What if, and that's when the kids are under 18? And if the kids are under 18, you effectively can't sell it. Okay, so that is very important. Yeah, yeah so lots of things like that that you need to really, really think about. Um, what would what would be uh, the best... Um, and then, sorry, I knew I had one more important question. Obviously, we're talking a, a lot about a kind of husband and wife scenario do you make a will together? Do you make two separate wills or what's the best way to do that? I think you should make your wills as mirrors of each other. So in a husband-wife context, they reflect uh, the same wishes. And that's very relevant, for example, if there aren't any kids. Uh, and if one spouse dies uh, and then the other spouse <laughs> dies, um, everything goes to the family of the last spouse to die if you don't make your will. So you have to look at that. Yeah. And how complicated is it, for example, let's say um, you just say, I want 20% of what is in this bank account to go to this person or this charity. Um, how how complicated is it from that perspective, especially if uh, it's not a kind of money going to a space situation, which is just say a single person, for those things to be carried out, is that a really long process? Or is there other kind of legal things that you need to think about if you are uh, a single person writing a will? Yeah, the first thing is to decide who do you want your property to go to and in what shares. And uh, you appoint an executor who you feel can carry out the, the wishes uh, that you hold. So it's probably best to say, I leave my entire estate to be dealt with by my executor, but on the following basis. So rather than saying this specific account 
monies go here because you might that might be relevant when you sign your will but by the time maybe you pass on perhaps there's nothing left in that account or it's an extraordinary amount of money and it may not then reflect what you want to do so you can leave percentages of your entire estate you know say one third to this person one third to that person and one third to various charities for example well, it's been very interesting indeed, and it's certainly going to make me put my skates on. We've been chatting to Clifford Sullivan, solicitor and partner in law at Law Plus Solicitors, about making a will and making sure that it's valid and just about how important it is to do that. Clifford, thanks for joining us on Spirit Radio this morning. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie.